Okay, welcome to another edition of the podcast. I'm Brian Garlock, and tonight I'm being joined by my beautiful wife on our anniversary of six years, Kathy Garlock. Say hello, Kathy. <laughs> hello, everyone. My first podcast experience. Well, welcome to my studio. What do you think of the place? <laughs> it's very lively. <laughs> We're sitting in a room with a bunch of dead animals, so it's, it's, uh, anyway, uh, today's our anniversary, we've been married six years, and, uh, we thought while we're doing these podcasts that we'd talk a little bit about our story from clear back to when we, when we met up till now, and some of the trials and difficult times we've gone through. One thing that I want to make pretty clear right off the bat is that, you know, a lot of people talk about their divorce all the time, all the time, all the time. And it's not something that defines us. We went through a really horrible divorce, but, both of us, um, but it's over. And it's been over for a long time. And so, yeah, I, I don't love talking about it. I don't think any Kathy does either, and neither do our kids. And But I think there's a lot that we learned in it. This isn't a divorce uh advice class but i do think um talking about it uh is good for us and it's interesting hopefully to you but um anyway if we go way back to probably close to 2006 or something i was coaching our two boys hayden and hayden uh they were soccer players and uh you know, I would see Kathy at some games and stuff. Uh, our kids became pretty good friends. Uh, I mean, we, uh, Kathy and I, our, our families went down to St. George. Kathy and I ran the uh, St. George Marathon the same day. Um, I didn't see her much on that race because she was about three miles ahead of me. <laughs> and I was uh, barfing into uh, the gutter the last couple miles, so... <laughs> Anyways, Kathy, those those days were a long time ago, but do you have anything you want to say about those? No, I just think it was, um, we never knew each other before, and kind of just knew you more as in um, our my boy's soccer coach, and as friends, really, kind of that kind of cross paths at elementary school, and within even within our own stake, but, um, but yeah, just kind of that. One thing I think I should mention is that Kathy and I were really both, I, I was a very over-the-top dad. I got overly involved with everything that they did. Plus, I just love being a dad. I love my kids. I love to, uh, you know, when we would carve pumpkins, we'd, we'd do 30 of them. When we'd do uh, Pinewood Derby, we'd do 10 of them, and then I'd rent a track and set it up in our house. And we'd, like, I just loved hanging out with my kids. Any of you don't know any of you that know Kathy know that she is the same kind of mom. That that's kind of what she was born to be, I think. And uh, that's I think it's important to know that going into this story because um, none of this was easy. And um, we're gonna kind of skip from like 2006 all the way up to uh, 2010. And what happened in between there is kind of uh, something we really aren't going to talk about. But uh, I guess I would just say this. Um, it's not anywhere near what 
the majority of the people out there think it was. It wasn't some uh, crazy, weird, passionate, stupid mistake. Um, I guess I can't say anything more other than it was uh, a lot more thought out and slow and and boring, actually, than most people would have thought. Kath, do you have anything on that? that no, I agree. I think um, I remember people... Um, when I was getting divorced saying, um, have you thought about your kids? And I remember almost thinking, have I thought about my kids? <laughs> like, um, obviously I didn't know how much, how hard it was going to be, but I had for sure thought about the, um, what was going to, you know, put them through and me through and, and then your kids through and, you know. I did had thought a lot about it and knew it'd be hard. Yeah, that uh, one thing that I think that I remember the most about those days, to be honest, would be sitting in my car and talking about the kids and the kids and the kids and the kids and and uh, anyway, it's so. Let's get to 2010. Uh, about December of 2010, my ex-wife and I uh, decided we would uh, separate. We sat the kids down. It was kind of a extremely rough uh, conversation. We told them that I would be moving out. Um, I remember my kids all handled it extremely different. Hayden got a little bit pretty upset. Madison said, "I knew this was coming." And Porter, Porter actually fell asleep uh, while we were talking about it. And I think not because he was bored, but I think he just was pretty overwhelmed. And anyway. Uh, I rented a home about a mile away from from my ex-wife's or my old house and uh, loaded up my stuff and moved in and uh, uh, I'll tell you if you can imagine going from being the kind of dad that I was and how much I love my kids to doing that uh, it's 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 something you can't even imagine uh, walking into this house alone with a big pile of clothes. I had a big pile of clothes, a blanket, and my laptop. And it was one of the most overwhelming. Of course, it was a rainy, nasty day. And I remember <clears throat> curling up in, a, in my blanket and falling asleep uh, basically on a pile of clothes. And one thing that I... You know, I don't understand how this happened, but it did. Uh, I was having my company appraised at the time. And that morning when I woke up, probably one of the most miserable mornings of my whole life, and I woke up and opened up my laptop and got an email of the final evaluation or uh, appraisal of my company. And it was really crazy because it was kind of the first time I knew what my company was worth and it couldn't have meant less to me that day. Uh, you know, it, it normally would have been a super exciting day to feel like, wow, you know, that, that's the, but I sat there and looked at my pile of clothes and really was, I don't know how to explain it other than, uh, I, I don't know that I could ever compare a day to that day. 
overwhelming sadness, lonely, whatever. And so, uh, actually, um, I'm going to go into a little bit about that. But Kathy, do you you want to jump in from, do you have anything to add during that first time (laughs) period? No, I just think that, um, like that, the initial um, shock to the kids of that this was really happening and sadness and... um, I think it, like a mourning, like, you know, you kind of mourned your your old life and how things were, and I know they did. And, um, yeah, I think there's really no words to put to how you're feeling and, and how you know your your kids are feeling. So It was, it was really, really, uh, like for me, it was, I went from being a coach, uh, in the young men's uh, church, uh, being pretty well known in the community, to having that over in one day, and it just ended. It was over, and that overwhelming feeling was just. And you know, I guess I'll say this right now: is I hope this doesn't sound like we're throwing a pity party because any of that sadness and any of that loneliness or whatever we brought on ourselves, one hundred percent. This is nobody. Nobody's at fault for any of that. It uh, the 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 sadness of our kids, the sadness of me sitting in my whatever, Kath, all of that was brought on by us. And um, anyways, I hope that part's clear before we move on. But um, anyway, we basically took a different route. As far as we 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 basically um, hid that year, we uh, just stayed away from everybody. I rented this house. Now Kathy hadn't. I mean, she was still. <clears throat> well, you go into that, but I never opened the blinds of the house the entire year. Uh, it was just a really miserable place. Very, very sad. You know, I had hoped, in my mind, I was hoping that my kids, I, I built them beds. I kind of hoped that they would come over because I had a super um, close relationship with them. But that didn't happen. They, um, that wasn't home to them. And they, that place represented uh, sadness and they hated being there. They came over a few times they hated it um i didn't know what to do to make it more comfortable for them they it was just tough i remember the fire alarm just went off at her house there but uh they uh they really just didn't want to be there and (laughs) i remember the first time they came over they i remember maddie went to her bedroom and started crying uh the boys just we're like, are you serious? This is this is where we're going to spend part of our time. And I really, I remember saying, guys, go back home. This is, I don't, you know, I want you, this isn't about me. Go back home and, you know, we'll, t- we'll go, go spend time together outside of here. But um, I can uh, remember that finally I just gave the kids a, uh, do you remember when I gave them all markers? <laughs> I gave them like uh, sharpies and said, "You know what? Go decorate your own room." My kids are all pretty artistic, so they just drew on their walls and uh, and dec- 
needless to say, I didn't get my deposit back. But uh, we also had another room where we were like, we, I had thrown like a Chinese star. I don't know how I got one of those, but anyways, that wall became the Chinese star wall. We were throwing knives and, and uh, it was kind of a house where uh, it was just jammed with sadness. Everybody was trying to do their best to try to not make it that way. But that's a house that I still won't drive past because it was just too much. Um, Kath, anything you want to add to those days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, my story is a little different. I stayed um, in the home that we had been in for probably about six months. Um after my um, ex-husband had moved out and then he actually moved back in and I moved into a rental because I knew um, um, just because I had never worked I'd been a stay-at-home mom and um, our divorce was actually uh, pretty quick so it was I didn't have a lot of money but I had he was very fair and, and we worked it out and but I had never worked and so I moved in with my kids to a rental, which was hard because um, we had to get rid of our dog, which they were all very sad about. And um, we didn't live in the neighborhood um, that they had lived in, and they were with me most of the time during the week. And so I had to drive. It was before any of them had licenses, so I remember driving them all distances to elementary and junior high and even uh, the first of Morgan's high school and so it was just a really I don't know how to describe it but a lonely time and um, but same you know with Brian it I just didn't anticipate it or, or know how hard it would be but yeah that's about how it went for us you know um, on paper I guess you would say that our kids they were already friends for so long that we kind of anticipated that things would have been a little smoother there, but I don't think that that helped the situation at all that they were friends before. It actually probably made it worse. Uh, the kids, you know, they, the, the idea of any of this stuff was devastating to them. They, um, seeing their parents get divorced and it was just, uh, it was, it was super tough. And I, I guess those days in that rental home, to me, it seemed like they were. It was always winter there because it was so depressing. Just sitting there day after day after day. I remember eating breakfast in the morning, thinking my kids are just down the street getting ready for school, and I'm sitting here eating cocoa puffs and couldn't be more. You know, I just missed them so much. And uh, anyways, my ex-wife and I decided that we were going to move forward with a divorce and not do the separation and. Uh, I don't know that we ever gave the mediation a shot. I can't remember if we did. But anyway, we both ended up getting attorneys. And I actually went through three attorneys right off the bat because, uh, well, I'll tell you this. Attorney, it's a very interesting thing. Uh, they all said the same thing. If you can get the divorce wrapped up in the first month or something, then that's great. But if it doesn't, it usually goes in like another year. And and so that's why I would jump ship and go to another attorney because I didn't want this dragging on forever. But it, I mean, it did. And uh, one thing that I always was bugged about with the attorneys is they all started off with the same thing. 
They want to know what you're worth, how much money you make. And I didn't really understand that until it was kind of all over. But that makes a big difference in your uh, divorce. It, it, um, mine didn't go smooth at all. And it took several years to get through it. But um, so such a sad process because like uh, my kids ended up having to get custody evaluations done. So it involved some custody evaluating lady who, wow, was just tough. Come to my house and micromanage everything. And then um, they ended up each getting their i mean they had a guardian ad litem which is a, a basically an attorney for a kid that was involved with it and they had their own therapist and my kids just wanted to be normal kids they didn't want all this garbage and and but you know when um I'm, i i don't know how else to say it other than they this, I hope this doesn't come across to it negatively to attorneys because it's their job, and I really respected the one that, that helped me out. But it's there, there's no incentive for them to end the, uh, the divorce ever. I mean, it's like they're getting paid every time they sit down with you, and when the divorce is over, they're not anymore. So to continue to add new things, custody evaluations and you know all that, is uh, just more billing, billing, billing. And, uh, and you know at the end of it, I ended up paying all the attorney bills and I mean it was several hundred thousand dollars of attorney bills at the end that that we racked up which is sad because um, I guess if we could have dialed things in on our own that's money that didn't have to go out the window but um, it did and it was tough um, but Kathy you yeah you guys just went through mediation and yeah we said mediation and honestly like once we got to that point ours was pretty quick and easy the actual divorce part so probably the thing that caught us both off guard i hope i'm not just speaking for you but um was the response from the community um people get divorced all the time and i never would have guessed uh how a lot of people handled it with us uh that you know most i guess I've seen this happen a lot. They, they create, you know, a divorce creates two teams a lot of times. It's like a tendency for people to build up their team and try to pull more people onto their team, I guess. But uh, I didn't have much of a team. I don't know if, you know. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't I have was, a lot of fans. There, there were plenty of people <laughs> who didn't like us very much. But um, I never understood how much why there was so much passion in it for so many people to be so mean uh neither kathy nor i ever disputed the fact that what we did and how it all went down was wrong D don't i still don't understand how you know we're the parents of our kids that we hurt and of course we were you know more sad than anyone could be i don't understand there were just a quite a few people who felt like it was their job to be over the top I don't know, disgusting with it. I remember being at a football game and Kathy being called. Actually, you were called disgusting, weren't you? Wasn't that the word they used? Yeah. Like, um, it was pretty amazing some of the things we went through. We'd get notes put in the in the mailbox saying, you're not welcome here. Please keep a low profile. You're... It... it <laughs> uh, Kathy, you 
probably cared about that a little more than I did. But uh, you want to? No, I think it was. I think it was. I I think the part that bothered me the most of anything was um, that my kids had to watch it. So I was like, I you know, people can be mean to me, and uh, you know, I remember just people that I knew forever walking past them and them just like I'd say hi and they just turn their head like like they'd never talked to me before and and it wasn't as much um like of course it hurt my feelings but more than anything I hated watching my kids watch people treat me like that because I knew it hurt them probably more than it hurt me that's for sure I um couldn't agree more with that I um, you know, one thing that's a really, really something that I w- want to make sure is understood is that um, people going through divorce, their <laughs> uh, I don't their, their brains don't work. Nor, there's so I mean, it's comparable to a death of a close family member. It is such a hard process to get through, and you really need to count on as the person going through the divorce you really need to count on the people your friends and your family to help you cuz you're not making good choices and not so much good choices but you're not you're not handling emotions very well and i remember my friends i had a i kind of had a i don't know a desire for them to be mean not mean, but like not go out of their way to be nice to my ex. And I remember them being absolutely upfront about that is not how it's going to happen. She was our friend too. And every time we see her, we're going to hug her and be nice to her and kind to her. And now that I look at it, you know, all these years later, of course that's how you handle it. Of course, I mean, they had nothing to do with it. So why would they be upset why would they have to choose sides and i and i gotta hand it to my friends even my closest closest friends that uh they were they never were unkind to her her family her friends anything um i was pretty caught off guard uh by quite a few of like i said before the passion behind it i i never understood it I never understood where it came from. It got to a point where our Kathy said our kids were so overwhelmed with the negativity and the and the negative comments and the negative whatever that I even do you remember when I um took the two uh uh friends out to oh yeah lunch and I basically wanted to say listen I don't care if you guys don't like me, but this is really tearing my kids apart. This does nobody any good. You know, my ex and I need to work through things together. And this is, um, I don't know that I've ever been treated worse than that day. Then I got to the point where I got up from the restaurant and just walked out because I couldn't even believe that we couldn't come to an agreement that, I mean, (laughs) the worst, everybody understands you got to at least fake it for the kids. And anyway, I, I would have hoped that there were some friends on that end that could have done a better job. Kathy, I know you had a super crazy experience with, uh, with was it Hayden? Yeah, my my um, cute Hayden, just this, if anyone knows Hayden, is about the sweetest kid you could ever meet in um, seventh grade. Super excited to throw his first Halloween party. 
<laughs> rental home and um the some of the uh one of the kids that he had girls that he had invited had said she couldn't come and because of his mom and so Hayden in his innocence came home and wondered why can't she because <laughs> of you mom what, what's going on and he and so he knew what was going on and basically I was told um that they would you know so I had reached out to this person and said I promised I would treat your daughter so kind and we would make sure you know everything was what she would want it to be and the response was um that she would not send her child into the lion's den (laughs) (laughs) so you know I laugh about it now but at the time it you know it was um I just wish people could have put kids at that time's feelings in the way instead of taking like you say taking sides and going you know what this is what's best for these kids right now not what makes me feel better about taking this side well that's what was ironic about the whole thing is that these people were so disgusted with us that we would do this to our kids that was the big thing that we would hear a ton and but they felt like it was their job to even make it worse and 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 you know i don't think we would even be talking about this if it wasn't completely overwhelming i mean the when kathy says parents wouldn't let their kids at our house that was a super common thing our our kids had so many friends they weren't allowed to come to our house i mean i don't know what what they thought if if it was contagious to uh i don't know get divorced or something what they thought but it was more than anything i think to show us uh I don't know, actually. It'd be mean, to be honest. I can't think of a reason why anybody felt like they needed to get so involved. But So, I guess uh, as far as family goes, it was kind of a different ball game. My family's gone through this a, a couple times and uh, were a little more... I do think it caught them off guard a little bit, but uh, at the same time, they knew the struggles that I'd had for a long time. I had actually moved out um, several times before this um, had happened, and um, oh, I, you know, I can, I can easily say Kathy didn't cause any kind of a divorce at my house. Uh, if Kathy was never born, I mean, I wouldn't be married still. There's, there's no doubt about that. But um, I, my family, my family was, um, I was, I was a little surprised at first because I was thinking. Listen, this is time I need support. Well, looking back on it, you know, the family doesn't fall out of love with people or have the same feelings as as we do going through it. And so my family, and I know Kathy's family have voiced this, that they were, they were kind of mourning the loss of somebody that they'd cared about a lot. So they weren't going to just jump into our support wagon and, and um, be there for us. They... They kind of were all, I guess everybody kind of distanced themselves, distanced themselves from us a little bit, just because they wanted to let the things clear out a little bit. But um, that's something that did catch me off guard. It's super understandable now. Um, Kathy, on the other hand, <laughs> yeah, no, um, I have, I have to admit that I was way caught up. 
good. I kind of thought, um, I don't know, I was just the type of person that thought, you know, your family would just get it and back you up and whatever. And, you know, I love my family, but I think, um, number one, they, they didn't understand it. No one had been divorced in my family. Um, no one really saw this divorce coming because I'm, you know, I don't know if, if anyone knows me. Most of the time, you don't really see the, the mood that really is probably deep in me. Um, I'm pretty, um, what would you call me? <laughs> like, you don't, I'm pretty, don't, I, I don't get real personal into, I'm, I'm not a complainer, I guess, would be maybe a good thing. So maybe problems that I thought I had been having, um, anyways, caught them off guard. And, um, yeah, it was hard. I, um, I could, when Brian talks about that, uh, just being alone, that is exactly what I was. There was, I just felt like there was not a soul in my corner, but Brian and which weirdly enough, um, made us super stronger and, and really better as a couple, but it was hard. I, you know, it felt like I had been there for my family for any different trial they had been through and to have them kind of feel like they all, you know, whether they meant to or not, turn their back a little bit on me for a while and, and, and not be open to, um, our relationship and stuff. It was hard. It was super hard. And, um, I think, you know, looking back, they, they missed out on a lot of cool things they, they could have done. But at the same time, you know, I, I always give them the benefit of the doubt too, because I go, you know what? No one, no one knew what to do. <laughs> and, and looking back on it, I mean, you, it's easier to understand now. We've obviously talked to all of them and, yes, and, yeah. and heard their side of the story and it all makes sense. You know, they liked your ex. Uh, they, you know, they obviously didn't know who I was. They saw some guy that was probably trying to manipulate their sister or whatever. And, and all of it's pretty understandable now that you rewind it. But it was such a uh, firestorm going on that, um, like, it, uh, I guess it caught us off guard. But in the end, it completely understandable the way it went down, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it, I really think they just, yeah, didn't, didn't understand more than anything and... I mean, it's it, that part's done now, but yeah, it for sure was, you know, rough. <laughs> it was tough. And so, m- moving to our kids, um, our kids. <laughs> wow, I mean, they, uh, like I said before, we anticipated that they would get along a lot better uh, and and whatnot. But as we started blending things together, this is jumping ahead a little bit, and we'll go back still, but. Our kid, like our two sons, almost fought, and they they. So I'm we're we're laying there. This is when we were married. Yeah, yeah. This was jumping forward, and we're laying there, and I'm getting texts from my Hayden saying he's gonna fight Hayden Lawson, and Lawson he's texting his mom saying, looks like me and Hayden are gonna fight, and Hayden they're they're giving us all the details, you know, and my Hayden saying, you know dare you to say that to my face Hayden and you're Hayden saying well then FaceTime me and I will and and we're going oh my so Kathy and I really had to just look at each other and go okay what are we going to do when these two get fish fight tomorrow at school and we get called like and we just kind of said look <laughs> you support your kid I'm going to support mine they both are understandably pissed off but 
we I would have given it a ninety percent chance they were going to fight, <laughs> and, and uh, they ended up not fighting. But um, that was a I mean that's super understandable. They they are two boys that you know are full of I mean they're super good athletes. They're very driven kids, and they were upset. And one way they could take it out was on each other, you know. And and they never really did it. And I was grateful for sports to kind of pull them back together again. But then the two girls. Ashley and Maddie were the same age. And then Morgan right there. Yeah, Morgan Morgan uh, missed some of the drama because she was one of the ones that really didn't have a one her age. But, you know, the Maddie and Ashley combo was kind of interesting. Ashley's the cheerleader. Maddie's the, you know, was an athlete. Ashley did sports too. But they went through a rough, rough patch too. And, uh, well, and I think... Um are we talking about their high school yet or anything? Yeah, during their high school. Um, I think, you know, our kids now, I, when you talk to them, I think we knew at the time, but I really all of them, Morgan, Maddie, Ashley, and the two Haydens, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful Porter and Bracken were enough behind they got left out of it. But um, people, you know, kids, you realized what was being talked about at home. Kids, they just... They were said the meanest things to our kids in high school. Like hearing my kids, our kids, talk about it. Just I, I had I knew, but then it, you just really had no idea. They were like defending their parents at school, and you know they loved their parents, and whether they made mistakes or not, they loved them, and it was, it was rough. Kids were you know being told stuff at home that obviously was transferring to high school which was you know pretty tough and it was kind of like the kind of i mean not really but kind of the startup of social media and it, it, i mean it was a different ball game back then it was it wasn't like it is now and uh it, like twitter was a lot more fun it was more personal that and you know it but like i don't know how many fake accounts that were made with my name on vine Twitter and and they'd use the same is it an icon that would use it? like mm-hmm. the same picture I used yet they would write stuff like I mean Viagra commercials or or whatever like just super mean and then there were fake accounts I would imagine they were fake well there was really no name to them but that would just come at us with both barrels you know there was an app I don't know if if it was something like where you ask somebody questions anonymously, wasn't it? Ask me or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it wasn't around very long. Probably because no, it was for but good it was reason. like a big thing. Yeah, that and and our kids would just get, why is your mom such a hoe? Why, like, why did your dad ruin his family? Why is your mom? And it, I couldn't believe what our kids were dealing with when it came to uh, the pressures of not only school but the social media issue, and it. <laughs> you know, nobody's going to deny that, you know, our divorce was one of probably had to be up there with the most good heavens. I don't know why, but talked about uh, events. It ju- it just seemed to never die. It was just constant. If, you know, we did a lot of vines back in the day. And I think what by the time we were done, wasn't there like five accounts of, mm-hmm. in my name? Mm-hmm. and man it was just relentless people were killing our kids killing us and uh well honestly kudos to our kids because they 
you know, I, I just don't think people will ever get how awesome they are because they all handled it really pretty We didn't awesome. find out about a lot of it till recently. Yeah. We didn't really know what they were going through with it all. But you're right. They they were great. They handled it awesome. And it, it, it was sad to hear them feel like they had to stand up for their parents. And I'm just like, who, who are you standing? Why are people so full of energy to be... I mean, like I said, the ironic part of you two deserve to be treated poorly because of what you did. Fine. I don't understand that still, but fine. But why are kids... I mean, they they took it is, they took a beating, and uh, it was really sad. Um, you know, to this day, my kids aren't as soft and cuddly <laughs> as Kathy's, but like, her kids will still come into tears talking about it. I mean, it's been a long time, and um, so anyway, um, do, do you have anything else on social media stuff that was kind of? Um, nope, I don't think so. So. After the year in the rental home, we kind of decided <laughs> we're going to, we need to bounce out of this. It's been a year. Um, we have kind of uh, taken our beating and we're like, okay, now we're going to, we're we are going to put our lives back together again. My divorce still wasn't done, but... I decided I'm getting out of this place. I'm going to buy a house. There was a house that I drove past every day to go see, pick up my kids or whatever. I loved it. It was, you know, three quarters of a mile away from them. So uh, I bought the house. Really cool house. Uh, We loved it. And um, it changed everything for me and my kids. It was just like it, it had a different feel to it. It was, it was, I don't know, to be honest, what. (laughs) <laughs> I just felt like that year that we had was needed to kind of just regroup and let everybody have their pound of flesh, and then now it's time to get uh, going again. So we bought this house, and it, you know, uh, Kathy at the time, when I bought that, you were... I st- Still was renting for almost yeah. three more, two and a half, three years, because it still was that long. <laughs> yeah. So uh, even at this new house, though, we did still get a few letters in the mailbox that were just. I mean, who has the energy to write a letter and sneak in and put it in our mailbox? But that would happen, you know, um, a few times, and then. Um, so anyway, what? Let's see. As the divorce was going on, like I said, my kids were just getting pulled every which way. They would have this this poor guardian ad litem. I think he was pretty new. But my kids just, like, even though it was all court-ordered, my kids were like, I don't want to talk. Leave me alone. Quit trying to call me. I don't want to, you know, they, they wanted nothing to do with it. And, uh, but after the, after the, um, what do you call that thing? The da, 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 da. After basically all the testing was done and all of the uh, different um, whatever it was, uh, custody evaluations were done. Um, we got to a point where we uh, had a kind of a final offer on the table. It wasn't something that I agreed with very much 
up to that point, I'd have my kids at least half the time. Uh, this agreement had it something closer to 30% for me. I thought that's something I can live with because they just, my kids can jump on a bike. Pretty soon they're going to be able to drive and we're super close. And so they could come over whenever, that was what I was thinking. And then, you know, the financial part, you know, the truth to me was that was a math problem. And it wasn't something I was ever going to fight. It was a lot more money than I had ever dreamed that I was going to have to pay. But, you know, she deserved every dime of it. You know, uh, the I feel like the woman in a relationship, you know, may not have any hands-on reason of, you know, to, as far as creating that money. But she did her part to deserve half of it. Right, Kathy? I mean, you were... Yeah, no, for sure. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, I mean, quite the same boat as yours. So anyway, when when an offer got on the table with the 30% of the kids, something like that, and, you know, uh, like I said, it was a few, in the end of it, I had nine years to pay, you know, a few million dollars for. But like I said, she deserved every bit of it. I was grateful to give it to her. It did overwhelm me a little bit. The payments on something like that are close to 25000 bucks a month. But, like I said, I wanted to fulfill my obligation to her and give it to her. And I've never, you know, I had nine years. Finally, at about seven years, I was able to get the whole thing paid off. And I have no hard feelings about that because she deserved it. I do think it's kind of interesting, though. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I feel bad for men a lot with this because if my kids were younger, this would have been a lot tougher. But I don't understand the whole point of giving half your money away, but you don't get half the <laughs> your kids, you know, the time. And and I think in a lot of cases, it's probably because the guy's working. But I, 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 that was a tough one for me to swallow because, you know, I was home every day by the time they got out of school. But I was grateful that uh, I felt like we got a deal done. It was over, and uh, and it just felt like uh, a big weight was lifted. It was just such a process for so many years that it really got tough. Um, and you know, even though Kathy wasn't going through her divorce, she was kind of dealing with with this one too. I mean, we had depositions, we had all yeah. kinds of crazy things. That anyway, in the end of it. It ended. Do you want to? Have, do you have anything else to say about that? As far as the divorce ending, finally. <laughs> it was no. It was just hard. You were just stuck in limbo, and I. I even think, um, you know, people sometimes would wonder, like even like my family. I think was like, no one had heard of a divorce going that long, and so I think it kind of confused people. Like, what's really going on? <laughs> yeah, that's you true. Know? I remember your I, parents were, or your dad was kind of questioning. Is he for sure getting divorced? divorced? Because yeah. if you, you know, if you looked on the outside of it, you'd think, well, is this guy just stringing you along? And I'd be like, no, really. <laughs> He's, you know, doing his best to, to get divorced and it's just taking a long time. So, yeah, I think that's, um, you know, something to, to say, too, that I think people. Oh, and I think the one part, too, that um, I could add to that is, you know, people sometimes also. Even our kids, there were so many things, you know, people thought, oh, they're being sneaky, they're being this. But in reality, we were pr- trying to protect our kids the best they could f- 
from it all because, um, you know, in our community, dating and not being divorced, even if it's been years and years, is not really socially acceptable. And so, you know, but reality, it was a piece of paper to us because it had been so long. But anyways, that that was hard because we did. We'd be like, you know, everyone would be like, why don't you just come out and hold hands and do your thing? And I'd be like, well, we want to. <laughs> but we have kids that still have a dad that's married. And the truth is, it's not right, you know. So we did our best. We made mistakes for sure. But we, our intention always was to make it at least a little better for them. Yeah, the the appearance of it looking reckless was easy to see that if you wanted to. Uh, we were doing our best. As like like Kathy said, people wanted answers to things, and we weren't giving them to them, and it did. It looked sneaky, but at the same time, we were like, that info doesn't need to get to anybody or kids or anything. So looking back on it, I don't know how we would have done that part differently. There probably, I mean, there are so many parts of this thing that we would have done differently, but that we were up against, you know, th- there was no good answers to any of it. And, and anyway, so when the divorce got wrapped up, um, we didn't wait too awfully long to get engaged. Uh, it wasn't a surprise to really anybody. And, uh, got engaged in our backyard the kids were there it was pretty it was really kind of a the kids had come a long way up to that point they were they they kind of each took their turn on being um hurt i guess and a little distant but they all came back and they would all you know come around again and so kathy and i uh, why don't you talk about this part, Kathy? The, we we were going to get married here and have a you know a big party kind of a thing, but yeah, no, we had planned because um, we had talked to the kids and first made sure they'd even want to, you know to be part of it, and they did. And um, so we thought it'd be so fun to do a thing at Snow Basin and make it fun, not like a way serious ceremony, um, just more like a party that we'd get married quick and make it a party honestly more centered around the kids than us and have friends and family and their friends just try to make it like this is fun not this is all about you know Brian and I and um but as the time got closer probably um, we I had a dress we had made down payments kind of had everything in the works and then we um anyways started worrying a little bit about the day and how things would go with just different situations and so at that point kind of last minute we decided to go to Hawaii by ourselves and get married yeah that didn't go over super well with our kids um they but you know we kind of thought it's going to be an awkward day for them anyway and there were just a lot of things popping up that made it harder and harder it was like let's we we kind of felt like let's just take this off their shoulders let's go have a super small obviously just us two wedding in hawaii so we uh, flew to Kauai. we hired some i don't know some outfit to uh they sent a like a preacher and a conch shell blower <laughs> and uh 
photographer. Mm-hmm. And we went to a little beach down there, if you know Kauai, in between Kapa'a and Lahui. And went down on this little beach. It started raining right when we got there. The uh, little Hawaiian guy that was blowing the conch shell was saying, Oh, these are little blessings that are... <laughs> the raindrops were, I guess, represented little blessings. Anyway, we really... We we stood there. He read some things to us. He actually asked me to take Kathy a little ways away and make her some promises that I kind of made up right then because I didn't know that was coming. And then she did the same. We came back. He announced us or pronounced us, you know, married. And then they blew the conch shell out to the ocean. And then didn't they blow it like three different directions <laughs> representing I don't know what. And then within 15 minutes, we're done. We're standing there on the beach, married. And I don't know that there's ever been a... Going back to the day where I was sitting in that old rental home to that one, all the way up to our wedding day, I don't, I don't know that there could be anything more contrasting than, than those two days. It was overwhelming to look at Kathy and go, wow. We finally made it. We we got we got here, and well, and I think it was fitting. You know, of course, I would have loved our kids to be there more than anything. But the way it ended up working out, I look at it and I felt like then it kind of was how it was the whole time. You know, we were just alone, and there was a part that felt right in a weird way to be alone to to finish it off because that's how we started and felt a lot during it you know i really couldn't that is the i mean there that year and well several years made us grow together so much we 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 had just so many things going against us and uh to just to make it to that day at the beach you know it was such a cool day that we've actually been there every year since kind of we always take our little trip down there to the beach this year's getting a little screwed up with this virus but we're gonna we'll get there somehow um but get down to that little beach take pictures it's just a really cool little spot and uh means a ton to us so that brings us to we got home (laughs) and you know you know kathy and i we, we for some reason thought Wow, we're going to just buy a big van. We're going to throw all the kids in the back. We're going to travel around the country like the Brady Bunch. And we're going to just have this super cool. Maybe even invite Alice to come be our maid. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that when we got home, it could have been any further from our plan. First of all, we were in the middle of my house. We had to add some bedrooms real quick. So we had a lot of construction going on. But when we got home and we moved everybody in, all the kids, Kathy's, uh, uh, Kathy's kids in, the doors were all downstairs being painted. And so for like <laughs> the first few days of being married and having the kids live together, the doors were all towels hanging from <laughs> So like there's a bathroom door with a beach towel hanging from it. And this is these kids' first... Um, experience living together and we got pretty close pretty quick um, <laughs> i think aiden and bracken once got yes um, they got they taped got taped <laughs> <laughs> they, we're like sorry guys were, you, you gotta asleep. stay there about four 
<laughs> they were asleep, and the painters came in and visqueened them in. Oh my gosh! It was it was crazy, but uh, those days were fun. They were. Um, that's one thing, you know. Whoever knows what the right age to go through something like this, you know. I I always thought it would be hard for me to share kids and not see them when they were little. But you know, maybe if they didn't remember it, would it be better? I don't know. A lot of kids say when their parents wait forever and then they get divorced that they feel like their whole childhood was kind of fake. There's, I don't know that there's a right time. One thing I'm grateful for is that we had time with all of the kids there for a little while. We had them all, and um, it was fu- it, that I think meant a lot because now that they're off married and stuff, um, I'm glad that we had those. I don't know, was it a couple of years or whatever, that, that we had the whole crew there. And it was yeah. really fun. There were um, the two Haydens. <laughs> they, it was fun. Their senior year, they were both super studly football players. Hayden was a cornerback. Hayden, my Hayden was a linebacker, and they just played right there next to each other and would come over at the end of the night and talk about the game. It, it, it became uh, – it wasn't perfect yet never actually has gotten perfect but it it got so much better and so much well and think of the the one thing to add quick that was my favorite memories and stressful memories but all three girls getting ready for their um dances there you know like i look back and it was so hard and expensive and crazy but i remember we'd go get food for when they got home at like two in the morning or whatever and we'd anyways it was just fun i mean i'm Fun and hard, but I'm grateful to have those memories with all of them. For sure. And so uh, to add one more log to the fire here, when we got home, Kathy and I, honestly, one of the first things we did was contact our bishop. And we said, okay, it's time to sit down and, and clear some stuff up. Like, that was one of the first things we did. Uh, we're LDS and uh, and I and my bishop at the time actually was a buddy that I went to high school with, super great guy, and um, we, you know, for some reason actually we kind of skipped that step, didn't we? Went straight to the stake president because uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I I don't think it took a ton of confessing for these guys. Stake too, president, I mean. uh, president also is awesome was already. Nobody, yeah, nobody. He had already come up to me and said, um, "When this is when you're." done and married probably had a talk and uh so we did um i guess long story short uh they set up and and i hope this none of this comes across like we're upset because they did exactly what they should have done um they and if any of you have ever heard of this or gone through this i'd never really you know all those huge tables that are in um stake centers yeah that's I never knew what those are for, but uh, the High Council, all, what were there, 12 of them, I guess? Mm-hmm, yeah, I think and then, so. then the stake presidency. So you basically show up, wow. You show up, there's 12 High Council, then the stake presidency, and then we sit at the end of the table, and uh, it's a pretty overwhelming um, experience. They ask a lot of questions. Um, and at the end of it, I don't, I don't know. It probably the whole thing took several hours, I guess. And mm-hmm. then they asked us to leave, and then we came back. And basically, they said, um, 
we don't see any other way of uh, that it, for you to have this whole thing cleared up. You need to be baptized again, and that's going to take you're, you're going to be excommunicated from the church. And so, um, even though when we went in, we kind of knew that was going to happen. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I didn't expect the feelings that I had when I left the room, because you know I thought, wow, I spent two years in the, in another country representing this church i've i've done i mean it's just been such a huge part of and now now i'm not even not only are we not members it was like you know you don't i thought it was interesting they didn't even they told us not to pay tithing mm-hmm. okay but anyway um kathy uh you that was a quite a no it was that i think was um i agree with you i think the best way to put it is i don't think I could anticipate the the feelings of that exact thing. Like I, I knew, I probably knew it was what needed to happen, and it, but the feeling of in my head, I'd just thought, okay, I've I've tried to do everything the best I could my whole life, and everything you know I felt like I needed to do, and and then obviously I had made you know this big mistake or or whatever that was wrong. And, but that feeling of, I just remember being like, <laughs> not explain it, but just being like, you're done. And it was just, I, I don't even, it was just really devastating. I mean, I, I, the best word for it is devastating and just heartbroken. And, and I remember even after that, not knowing where, you, you know, that was kind of part of your identity growing up and who you were and how you raised your kids. And then all of a sudden, you know, someone, I remember I'm going to Hawaii and someone saying, are you guys Mormons? Because they knew we were from Utah. And I'm like, I don't even know how to answer that question <laughs> because I'm not, I guess, anymore. I don't know because I really wasn't. I don't, I don't, it was hard. I hadn't thought through stuff like that. So I don't know. It was hard. Yeah, those those um, th- those are tough one to swallow. And uh, But I hope it's very clear that those men that were part of that were all awesome guys. They they had no bad intentions at all in what they were doing, and they made that super clear. And anyway, uh, so we left, and we were, you know, <laughs> add one more thing to it that we were now um, not part of the church that we'd grown up in. And but it was a it was. It was a time where, like, like I said, we were digging out of a hole, and we were trying to get back on our feet, and we had just gotten into the home, and we just basically tried our. The biggest thing is to pull the family together and get everybody. Um, it, and it was tough because everywhere we turned, I mean, it was crazy. My son's bishop, uh, you know, he, both my sons, they had friends that were, you know, the bishop's sons that weren't allowed to come to our house. And I remember going just like, what is going on? Why are you guys feeding into this this horrible, like, can we move forward? You know, we've been, we're going through all the steps that we can to fix things. And why is it that it just, it seemed to never end with uh, people wanting to make it tough? Um my son got his mission call, and th- this was really hard too. Because, uh, needless to say, my ex-wife and I don't, you know, communicate, and uh, it's just better that way. And and so when my kid gets his mission call, you know, 
he obviously doesn't want his two parents in the same room or whatever so i wasn't a part of that and that i mean it's little things like that you don't think wow i'm sitting there listening thinking he's probably opening this call right now and i guess i'm going to find out here in a hour or so but it was horrible and even when he went to the mtc i wasn't able to go and say goodbye to him and you know i'm not feeling bad for me but i my son deserves you know his dad there and it was just a hard hard deal i felt like it was um my doing that we were in this boat so i was the one that was going to miss out on things and uh, that's completely understandable but overwhelmingly tough those are big days and you know you always think of you know the day that you drop your kid off at the mtc and i you know i gave him a hug on my porch and watched him drive away and didn't it was it was tough and to have him open this call really you know in the parking lot of my work uh it was just it, it was a tough gig and you know um I, I, you know, I don't want to bag on any uh, leaders of the church because I, do, I, I kind of think that they were all doing their best, but it was it was kind of tough because, <laughs> you know, when my son got set apart as a missionary, I remember he watched that. Uh, like, I didn't even get my hand shake. Shake. What is it? Shaken? Shake? <laughs> That's a good one. I don't know. By the bishop because it, for some reason he was mad at me for some reason, but I, I just felt bad for my kids. It was always uncomfortable when people would do things like that, and it never made any sense of... Like I said, if you're so mad at what we did to hurt the kids, what are you doing continually hurting them worse? And, you know, I have to hand it to Kathy's ex-bishop, who I think handled things as best as he could, but uh, came up to us several years later. Well, this was really just a couple years Mm -hmm. ago, right? Mm -hmm. And came up to us both and said, I just want to tell you that I did my best at the time, but I regret a lot of things. It was really cool. It was awesome. Very, very cool. Um guess i can't say that for the other bishop but anyway um do you (laughs) do you have uh anything you want to say about that uh kathy as far as no i think you know and obviously um just because different relationships are different and um i obviously have been a lot more fortunate to um or my kids have been in a boat where they've been able to um, experience things like a mission call or things with everyone there, um, their dad, their mom, their stepmom, their dad. And um, really, I'm super uh, grateful to that. And I'm grateful that, um, you know, I, I and I, I didn't, and it really, you know, I even, me, I remember when um, my ex was dating um, his current wife and I remember you know my first my kids uh, one of my daughters kind of having a hard time with it and and I remember explaining to her you know that's it's cat it's never going to be your it's okay like it's another person to love you and she'll never be your mom she's going to be an awesome stepmom and you know th- to open that door for my kids on both ends has been amazing and you know I still will tell my kids if they need a pack to go on a trip I I say hey you go ask uh Robin because she's awesome and I'm not a good organizer and um but she's super good at that and anyways I I um anyways I it's it's just a different uh it's super nice for kids to be able to not have to um pick and choose so I feel super 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 lucky that way 
Yeah, and uh, Kathy's ex, he's a really good man. Um, we've been able to, uh, you know, talk after games, and he, one thing I can't even, it, it's, it's amazing, he'll send me a text every Father's Day and say, you know, you're, you're, you've been a great role model to my kids, and, and thanks for, you know, all you do for him, and I think that is pretty cool. I always have. Uh, he's he's handled this super well, and um, and it's super. It's been really helpful to the kids to see that. Um, so, um, actually, my ex got married. I understand the guy's a great guy. My kids say he couldn't be a nicer guy. Um, that that uh, makes me really happy. I'm. I hope. I wish him the best. You know, that's um, that's my kid's mom. And there's nothing more than I want them them to, them to be happy, and they are not going to be unless their mom's taken care of. And so, I'm glad to hear that he's a good guy and that that they're doing well. Um, so, as far as after all that went down and we slowly put everything together again, uh, we've attempted a lot of different ways of let's do this party together or let's take this trip together or let's do whatever. Some things have absolutely exploded in our faces <laughs> and been a disaster. And it's like, I, I mean, then there have been some magical moments. We, we packed up the kids and took all of them to Oregon. We had a Lawson van and a Garlock van. And Kathy drove her kids and I had my kids and all their luggage and stuff. And we um, went to Oregon. We made shirts that had crabs on them <laughs> that said, blending family one crab at a time. We gave them to the kids that morning. I thought none of them would put them on. They all put them on and went <laughs> to the airport. And we flew into uh, Portland and drove the rest away. And had, I can't even believe, my kids will even say, that was one of the favorite vacations we've ever had it's a really cool spot that helps but for them to blend together and to go out and crab together and 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 wow morgan was pregnant but was a trooper um mm, kids fun th- trip it was just a really crazy trip we'll leave the details out on the last day but <laughs> maybe ask the kids about that one but anyway uh we, as soon as, you know, everybody kind of graduated, Kathy still uh, has her son Bracken that's not done, but we kind of felt like we bought that house to be close so that they could bounce back and forth, but a couple years ago we decided, let's uh, move one more time and get um, a little bit out of this whole neighborhood where everybody knows that everybody, we just kind of wanted to get away from it all again. So we, and, and literally I said, Kathy, let's move. She found this house in, in one day. <laughs> I said, let's buy it. And we were ready to rock. And so this has been an awesome house where the kids all feel like, uh, you know, it, the other one, it was my house that they moved into kind of feeling. And this one is just like a big house where everybody feels like it's theirs. And it's been really, really magical yeah. here in a lot of ways the kids you know we've had a uh, wedding in the backyard a uh, reception in the backyard of ashley um it's just been a really a lot of cool memories in in, in a short time yeah and, we've packed a lot in and the kids you know as of right now i feel like 
they have, I mean, they're doing awesome. All of them, all seven of them, you know, right, right this minute. Yeah, hold on. Maybe not tomorrow, who knows, <laughs> but they are all doing so great. Morgan's married with a baby. Uh, she's and pregnant, got one yeah. on her way. Ashley and Ty, we understand, are going to be pregnant here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> they better get uh, Madison uh, and Chase got married in the backyard last year. One of the coolest weddings. It was just really a cool uh, thing to do right here in the backyard. And um, she's married to Chase Beckman, who comes from a great family. All of our, our son-in-laws uh, are lights out. We have awesome Ty son-in-laws. And, and Tyler Brush, they're, they're just couldn't have asked for better guys for our girls and they uh, i mean it's just been fun to watch them grow up like i said before it was really fun to just be able to to uh pull our family together before everybody got married but now that they are we kind of have that history together and and i feel like we're you know it's it feels like a family no it does for sure it's together you know, they're still, they are two, still two different kind of um, families. They couldn't have been raised any different. They couldn't, I'll tell you one thing they couldn't have any different are genetics. <laughs> uh, my kids walk around like little, uh, I don't know, ready to, ready to light somebody up at any moment. And Kathy's a little. Um, we got pit bulls. And <laughs> yes. And we like got golden retrievers. <laughs> All in good ways, though. No, and, and they balance each other out. And, and uh, man, to look back on this, I mean, even doing this recording has been kind of hard for me because those are just days I don't like to go back to because where we're at right now is just we have so many great friends. We live in a neighborhood where people are super just supportive of who we are there's one thing that we don't hold back on and that is um you know we're very upfront about what what happened uh, it's not obviously everybody's business but we don't hide the fact that we you know we look back on it and go we completely underestimated what we were getting into and how bad it would impact our kids and uh, that is something i'm gonna have to live with forever because that's damage that is probably unfixable and uh i'll never you know that's just something that that we will deal with you know forever and um and and that's sad but i do believe that we're making the best of it i think we've owned it (laughs) i do think there's some people out there for some reason that are still got a stick up their butt but anyway well i think too though i think the one thing that i've been thinking tonight and wanted to add you know we've kind of talked about the people that negatively affected things or maybe but like i will always say to this day there are people out there that i will never forget they were like the angels (laughs) that i needed or brian needed that nothing mattered to them they treated us and loved us and it's like I I picture their faces. If I think of them, it like makes me tear up because I think I don't think they will ever understand what they did meant to us at that time. Just, you know, I even, um, you know, Brian's, Brian's friend group um, that we have done a lot with, excepting me, you know, I was a new 
person <laughs> and and all of them treated me super kindly all the wives and you know still have kind of the the Monday night football group and but they did I there was no um unnice I don't know if that's even a word but and but the people that um I, I can I can picture every person if someone says their name I just in my brain go oh my goodness that day that they walked up to me and said that um you know anyways I think that they I hope people know and I'm sure they if anyone listened to this would know who they are they'd go oh my goodness and and I think if if we're talking about advice not advice is you know why kick anyone where they're down? <laughs> like people, they know, you know, they know they've made a mistake. They know it's not ideal. They know, you know, why not just love them for who they are and, and, and forget about the, the rest of the mess in their life. So true. I can think of quite a few people that did that too. And, and uh, when they would, they had no idea. You know, I remember somebody telling me, listen, uh, the clouds are going to part someday and you're going to have some just hang in there just endure it and I, and I think the person has no idea I, I guarantee they don't even remember saying that but I'll never forget it and you know at the same point uh, the other way there were a lot of people that decided to be the other way and now that we're we're out of this mess you know I don't have any hard feelings but there's not there's not a ton of need in my mind to uh, to cultivate that relationship again uh, you kind of know, you know who your friends are when you hit rock bottom, and who isn't. And and you know, Kathy and I, I hope in the last hour that you could understand, believe us when we say we own this thing a hundred percent. We do. Um, all the all of the negative that came out of it, um, we we can't complain about. But while we're doing this. You know, we're all going to know people who go through a divorce. And I guess there's some things that we learned that we could maybe, um, we learned one thing, and, and that is, you, you really need to know, uh, jumping into a divorce isn't, isn't a game to go, well, I'm sick of my spouse and I'm ready to find another. You need to be miserably done before you're going to even think of that option because, uh, you know, Kathy and I, I feel like we're kind of so close and so uh, we spend so much time together. But, man, mixing families is so much harder than you would ever guess. It, it is just, especially the high-octane kids that we have in, in the neighborhood, in this community we live in, for some reason. this I don't know. But... Um, a few things that I think that we've learned that I think would be helpful to anybody, and that is, um, everybody I think realizes this because y'all, because we all have people who, when they go through divorce, it's like you want to everyone to understand what you're going through and why you did it and what, and, and the, honestly, just nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. I don't know that I could say that enough times. They don't want to hear it to sit down and go, oh, just so you know, she's this and this. They don't want, nobody wants to hear it. And the more you do it, the more you get frustrated because it's like people just, you know, my closest, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to be around it. It's just a negative, negative vibe. People are willing to support you and help you go through it, but to sit there and continue to talk about just so you know, you know, this was really going on. Just 
if I could give any advice, that'd probably be the number one one for people going through this mess. Just keep your mouth shut, get through it. There's no need to create teams. And man, if you have a friend that's going for it, realize your responsibility in helping him through it rather than stirring up the pot and, and making it worse. Uh, so, um, like I said before, you know, a divorce, your kids don't fall in love with each other like you two do. And so, you know, we, uh, we kind of, our kids have said that to us, you know, just because you two fell in love doesn't mean we did. And it's that, that mixing of kids, I, I, I can't downplay that or not downplay. I can't emphasize that enough. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Before I get on, do you have anything that you wanted to say as far as like lessons learned of what not to do or what or what to do? You know, if you could, <laughs> I would say if you could wrap things up without involving attorneys, that that's always a benefit. But you know, when there's a when divorces are complex, you need to most of the time involve somebody, some professional. But do you, as far as learning things, Kath? No, I, well, I, the only thing I would add, which I think is almost impossible, but like looking back, you know, divorce just brings an ugliness in, in both partners. And, you know, looking back, I'd be like, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Why did I, you know, and I think you can't always avoid that, but I think. Um, yeah, I, I just think if, if I would say like I was going through it right now, I wish someone that had gone through it sent me down and be like, here's the thing, always be the bigger person, always do this, you know, just, it's not, your emotion, don't let the emotions get the best of you, <laughs> would be what I wish I had heard early on, because they did sometimes get the best of me, so. Yeah, yeah. I blew a gasket one time at, well, let's skip that one because that was, uh, that. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's just opportunistic people out there that look, that can see you when you're down. You know, Kathy and I have talked about this all the time. People go through divorces all the time that aren't this dramatic, but for some reason, our situation, you know, both very well-known families and wow, did people just love their opportunity to, but I want to say this really, Kathy's family now, um, you know, I'd heard of the Emory family just like every other freaking person in this county that drives me crazy. It Honestly, I'm not going to lie. It drives me crazy. <laughs> uh, what's your maiden name, Emory? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like, holy cow. It's like, I, I'm like, oh, no way. You know the Emory's? That's a real. But they're superstars. They are great. That's a, It's one of the coolest families I've ever gotten to know. And... um they are just great people and they have taken me in and my kids and and it was a slow start and and since then they've explained it like brian what how are we going to accept you when we're still mourning the loss of somebody that we cared a lot about and we didn't understand who you were in the first place and it wasn't like there was a lot of positive things coming <laughs> coming in about you <laughs> meanwhile i'm sitting there looking over at you guys at the basketball game going hey that's it and they were lighting pitchforks ready to <laughs> stick them in my back at night but they are unbelievably great family and and couldn't be you know kathy's dad i don't i don't know that he's ever known anybody getting divorced let alone his his beautiful daughter 
who he has a picture of her first <laughs> wedding day hanging in his bedroom. But he, you know, to, the more you understand him, the, the more I look back on it and go, we had expectations that were unrealistic for your family, for sure. Yeah. You know, and the way they handled it, um, looking back on it right now, I'm, I'm grateful the way they did. Uh, they they kind of took a step back and let things calm down, but they have been so awesome to me and my kids and super supportive. And, and even though they're good heavens they're like uh royalty in this town so um, but with good reason and great people and so um kathy and i uh have never been happier i think if you know us you can't hide it we um spend way too much time together (laughs) i kind of think he wishes he could reduce it a little sometimes (laughs) Sometimes when I walk in to go to the bathroom, I hear a thud against the door. It's because Kathy was following me and didn't realize that I walked in the bathroom and shut the Not door. Not true. But you spend a ton of time together. I'll even say, hey, babe, I'm going to work. And I get these puppy dog eyes like, well, are I going? Well, you know, I need to go do a group. Can I come? And, and you know, we do. We spend more time together than any couple i know and you know you can say that we're newlyweds but we're not um this thing's been going on for a long time and and we're super happy i feel like our kids are very happy um like i said before i don't know if the timing was good when we did it or not but i really i'm grateful for the time we all had together kathy do you have anything to add as far as how things are now no i think um Obviously, you know, kids might have a different opinion, but I, I can't imagine my life without um, all seven kids plus their spouses. Like, I think that I can't even imagine it. I can imagine just if they weren't, like, I, it just makes me sad to think of it wasn't this way, even though, you know, I'm sure in their brain sometimes they're like, oh, I wish it you know, would have been easier to not have to, you know, I, kids, it's tough. They have to pack up. And, you know, my kids, when they got married, when their favorite things was not to have to switch houses, they're like, oh, my gosh, you know how nice it is. That's the one thing I don't miss. But, you know, I think I remember telling my kids from the beginning, you have two choices. You either you either pick the, the silver lining of this or you can be a victim forever. And I think these kids have chosen to learn you know from it and to I always said your bubbles got burst a little earlier than everyone else's and they will say that we learned so much and you know we'll flat out say um all the step parents involved they're super grateful for them and what they learn from them and they go oh you and Brian go so much better together and Jeremy and Robin go so much better together and I'm, I'm sure you know your kids would feel the same and um Anyways, so I, I guess that's the one thing that I would just add on. That's great. And, you know, I, I look at Kathy with my kids, and I'm so glad that they have her. They She's been like a couldn't, couldn't be better with my kids. And, and man, let's see. They're not the easiest people in the world. They are definitely. That's not true. No, I mean, they're super great people. But when they're upset, they're upset. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not about to uh, put a 
they're not about to hide that. But I am. Uh, I think Kathy's brought a new dynamic to my kids as far as helping them with certain things that she's just great at. And and you know, I've had a heck of a time, really fun time getting to know her kids and having experiences with them. Like I said, I've coached Hayden since he was a little squirt, and then you know, uh, it's it's just been fun getting to know uh, the rest of them and and having relationships and 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 with their new spouses it's just been a really i i can't believe even though it's taken well i said 10 years i guess since well hold on T- 2010 yeah 2020 mm-hmm. yeah so it's like been 10 years and i can't believe even though that's a long time from going from the very bottom of the bottom that you can't get any lower to where we are right now and where our kids are right now and where everything is uh, I don't know that things could go any better. What do you think, Kath? No, I agree, hundred so, percent. Hopefully, it stays that way, and <laughs> and hopefully, but you know, anybody who's listening to this, and uh, whether it be family, friends, or someone else, uh, if like if you were one of the people that helped us when we were in our mess, and or now. You know, we're super grateful, and and I guess the the final thing that I want to say for me is that I hope people understand is that Kathy and I are far, that I mean, there's people. I'm not gonna lie. There's there's some people that I can't believe what they've how they've acted, but Kathy and I are here tonight to say, you know, that that we're sorry. We're sorry to our kids. We're sorry to the people who we let down. I've coached so many kids out there, and I don't know, you know, I, I'm sure we let down a lot of people going through this mess. And also to thank the people that have been so great to us um, because it meant ten times more than any of them would ever know. And to the ones that didn't, I, you know, they can suck it. Anyways, can <laughs> <you>? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. No, yeah, I agree that I think exactly that, that, there's things that, you know, that you'll never forgive yourself for. Um, and there's also things that I'm so, in a weird way, you know, people don't say things are meant to be, but I do think it was weirdly meant to be. And I don't think people really ever get the true story behind it. But I, and, and whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. But, um, there was something to it and it wasn't like a just a whim hey let's just go try to get divorced and see what happens you know it was something more than that and I I really am I'm grateful if I I the end of the day when all this is said and done um yeah I can say if anything I'm super grateful for all the experiences the good and the bad you know all right Kathy this has been fun you're uh appreciate you coming to my studio <laughs> can uh, i am i going to be invited again <laughs> you might be a guest star here down the road can i some, sing maybe you could share some of your recipes that you've cooked for us during this covid19 that, doordash that uh yeah, kathy, uh kathy cooks and then we order doordash <laughs> she gets credit for it but then we feed it to ace <laughs> so rude <laughs> she's a very kathy is a very i'm a horrible pretty cook. girl <laughs> like a golfer yeah she's actually a great golfer no Kathy, i'm really not a good Kathy, golfer uh, 
shot like a 92 yesterday. <laughs> no, that's very good. We've only been doing this for a year, and she uh, mm. been great. Anyway, uh, so that's a wrap, right? Mm-hmm. Did Everything? you say like over and out? <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> the how do we wrap it up? Say uh, <laughs> one time, just invite me on to sing. Okay. <laughs> Kathy has a long time dream of playing the tambourine in front of like. I really want to. If anyone has a band out there, that all I want to do is Please, stand on stage. If you have a band out there, I'll give you a thousand bucks if you'll have Kathy come and play on stage with you. She she can't play any instrument and I but, can't sing. But it, she can fake it, lip sync it, and she can hit a tambourine on her butt. Uh, it's some pretty good rhythm. So if you're out there, it's my I, dream. I promise you, I will. I'll pay you that. And. Uh, <laughs> But it's just a one-night deal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's it. It's Kath. Nope. Okay, we're going to go enjoy our anniversary. And uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye.